Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. You've heard us say many times that Johnson's Wax and Self-Polishing Glow Coat are especially useful in these times for two reasons. They help you take better care of your things, and they save you work. Here's a letter that certainly bears me out. Interestingly enough, it's from a man, and here's what he says. There's been considerable tramping over our maple floors these past 16 years. Visitors frequently ask if they've been resanded. They can hardly believe they are the original floors with nothing added but Johnson's Wax. Our kitchen, breakfast nook, and bathroom are covered with good quality linoleum. This has been treated regularly with Johnson's Glow Coat, and today there's not a speck of the pattern worn, and it looks as new as the day it was laid. We had not thought much about these things until we were unable to obtain household help. I am 73 and still working, and my wife is approaching 70. She still does her own housework, but would not be able to were it not for your Johnson's Wax and Glow Coat. Well, now, we were very happy to receive that letter. It tells a better story than we could about the present usefulness of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat. Everything is just peachy at 79 Wistful Vista today, in case you were worried about it. Mr. McGee is working a crossword puzzle. Mrs. McGee is reading a murder mystery. And Beulah, the second maid, the second maid the McGees have had in 20 years, is ironing in the kitchen. That's how it is with Fibber McGee and Molly. Hey, Molly, what's a six-letter word meaning a peanut? Uh, Goober. Goober. Oh, that can't be it. Got to start with a Y. On account of the perpendicular word, is crochet. Oh, crochet ends with a T, dearie. Oh, crochet can't end with a T. That'll throw the whole thing off. <laughs> number 17 across is a five-letter word meaning a citrus fruit, which, of course, is apple, <laughs> which ends in the letter E, which starts a word meaning against the law, which I got done is illegal. <laughs> Well, now, you just figure it out for yourself, Pat. I don't like to be bothered when I'm deep in bodies falling out of packing cases. What you reading? The Corpse Came C.O.D. It's by that Hollywood columnist, Jimmy Starr. Mm. Those guys know where all the bodies are buried, but why dig them up and ship them around to people? <laughs> well, this is a very interesting... Oh, say, McGee, I almost forgot. Beulah says the cord on the electric iron is getting pretty worn, and have we got another one? Oh, I'm sure we have another one. Well, let me see where does. Where did I put that? I think I know where. Where? In the H.C. 
You mean... Uh... Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can't Beulah get along with the old cord? No, it's too dangerous. Well, my God. Well, hey, you go get it, will you? No, dearie, no. I've got to finish this murder story while I'm at it. Go on, now. Go get the iron cord. Well, okay. You're a good kid, and... It was nice to have known you. Thank you. <laughs> nice meeting you, too. Well, goodbye, Molly. Goodbye. You're sure it's in there? Positive. Okay. Here I go. Got <laughs> 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 to straighten out that closet one of these days. <laughs> I don't see that electric cord anyplace, Molly. I must have put it someplace where... Oh, my gosh. Now what? Look. My old mandolin. Remember? Well, what are you getting so misty-eyed about it now for? It falls out of the closet every time you open it. Yeah, always falls out of the closet, but this is the first time the case is busted open. My gosh. My old mandolin. Needs a little tuning, I guess. <laughs> a little tuning. That's about as melodious as a slate pencil. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> I sure used to be a whiz on this thing. <laughs> Remember how we used to go canoeing on the Illinois River and I used to serenade you with my old mandolin? <laughs> I never knew whether you took up the mandolin because you loved music or hated paddling. <laughs> Remember the time you dropped the paddle to applaud one of my songs and we had to paddle home with the mandolin? <laughs> I wasn't applauding. I was swatting mosquitoes. <laughs> Sounded like applause. <laughs> ah, my old mandolin. <laughs> wonder what would be the best thing to polish it up with. Well, if you don't know that, dear, you'd better really learn to play that thing. Or you could take a course in scissor grinding. Yeah, let's see now. How did Pretty Red Wing go? Oh, I remember. Oh, the moon shines tonight on Pretty Red <laughs> The breeze is sighing. The night shirts, the nightmares, the night... Night birds. Oh, yeah. The night birds crying. Oh, oh. hello, Alice. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Creepers, Mr. McGee, what made that ping-pong paddle swell all up like that? <laughs> this, my dear girl, is not a ping-pong paddle. This is my old mandolin. Personally, I think I'd rather hear you play a ping-pong paddle. Well, what could anybody play on a ping-pong paddle? After the ball. <laughs> <laughs> okay, girls, okay, have your fun. I guess the love of good music is just something that's got to be born into a person. They probably sneered at Rachmaninoff, too, when he first took up the violin. <laughs> they probably did. He played the piano. Hmm? Oh. <laughs> did I say Rachmaninoff? <laughs> I meant Benny Goodman. <laughs> she plays the clarinet. Oh, but, but we know what you mean, Mr. McGee. Can you really play that mandolin? Can I play it? <laughs> I'll never forget the time I first learned to play Pretty Red Wing all the way through. <laughs> I was so happy I went around all day. <laughs> well, how does it go, Mr. McGee? Like this. Oh, the moon shines tonight on pretty red <laughs> Wasn't that good, Alice? Did you get that thrum in the middle of it? 
And he's only using two hands. <laughs> well, I got to brush up a bit, Alice. My gosh, I haven't seen my old mandolin for 15 years. Well, uh, is it a pretty difficult instrument? To play or ignore, Alice? <laughs> it's pretty tough, Alice. It ain't like a Hawaiian steel guitar where you can start any place and sneak up on a note. <laughs> on a mandolin, you got to be Jerry at the rat hole. <laughs> like, for instance... Like, for instance, say you wanted to strike a chord in G. See? Needs tuning. <laughs> Criminy, it looks like it might be fun to play one of those. Uh, may I see it a minute, Mr. McGee? Sure, here. No, 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 no. Not like that. Huh? Hold it like it, was a, like it was a baby. Oh. That's it. Oh, yeah. Then you strum it with your right hand. Go on, try it. Go ahead, Alice. You can't hurt it, please. Uh, like this? Hey, that sounded good. Try it again. Mr. McGee, I'll bet I could learn to play one of those things well. Thanks ever so much. <laughs> well, gee whiz, of course, if I had her long fingernails. <laughs> Billy Mills in the orchestra playing Besame Mucho. wonderful, Molly. My old mandolin. Say, didn't you have a... Come in. Oh, hello there, Mr. Wellington. Mrs. McGee, a very good day to you. <clears throat> and McGee, a very good heavens. What is that horrible object you're brandishing? Sig, my boy, this is my old mandolin. He just found it again after all these years, Mr. Wellington. <laughs> 
He used to serenade me with it when we were going together. Yeah, I used to sing Pretty Red Wing under her window, Sig, like this. Oh, the moon shines tonight on Pretty Red Wing. Yes, I, uh, I see. In those days, you were pitching a little woo. Yeah, yes. May I suggest, my friend, that you now try wooing a little pitch? <laughs> play any instrument, Mr. Wellington? For many years, I was a student of the glockenspiel. Then I turned to the clavichord. What do you mean, the clavichord? That's a bone in your neck. No. That's clavicle, dearie. A clavichord is a piano's grandfather. Oh, a splendid definition, my dear. And while I do not pretend to play a mandolin, I know a great deal about it from my brother, who is an excellent musician, aside from being a philatelist. What's a philatelist? A fellow that fixes flats. <laughs> so you don't know much about the mandolin, eh, Wellington? Ah, oh, it's a great little instrument. Used to play the mandolin a lot when I was single. Great comfort to a man living alone. <laughs> Anyone who plays a mandolin should live alone. <laughs> and if I may offer a suggestion, my friend, I think you are clutching the neck of that instrument too much like a baseball bat. Oh, really, Mr. Well, Wellington? you show me how it ought to be held, Siggy, old boy. <laughs> Get a load of this, Molly. Harry James showing Gabriel how to blow a trumpet. <laughs> now, you see, old fellow, one should hold the mandolin like this. Mm-hmm. That is, at least that is the way I have seen my brother do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thus, one is in full ocular control of the position marks and complete digital control of the frets. Thus. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't really play the mandolin, but that'll give you an idea. Okay. You know, I think he had something there at that. I mean, about the way to hold it. Let me see now. Left hand here. That's it. That's it, McGee. That's how he did it. Like this? Now, let me see. Oh, the moon shines tonight. On pretty... Oh, that's much better. Yeah, I, I was holding it more like a... wonder who that is. Musician Junior. With an offer? Or a threat. <laughs> Come in. Hi, bud. What can we do for... McGee, it's Harry Von Zell. Oh, hi. Well, gee, it, it's nice to see you again, Molly. How are you, Fibber? Squatting on top of the universe, Von Zell, old fellow. How goes it with you? Oh, great, great, great. Fine. Just happen to be in the neighborhood, Mr. Bonzell? Well, yes, Molly. <laughs> that is, uh, if any radio announcer ever just happens to be anywhere, you know. See, I happened to meet Harlow Wilcox, and he had to go out of town, and I said if there's any little thing I could... He would being, uh, I, you know, I like telling people how you make that... Well, he usually has a brief message about what to do in the case of you have uh, any floors and furniture, you know. And, uh, well, I, of course, I said, gee whiz, anything I can do is, you can, you can, can't, I'd be more than willing. <laughs> he said he passed around, well, you know Harlow. How... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know Junior, all right. And thanks for the suggestion, but I guess... Hey, what is that thing you have there? Is that a zither? It's a mandolin, Mr. Bontel. My old mandolin, Harry. 
Just found it after all these years. Play something for Mr. Von Zell, McGee. Yeah, I wish you would. Oh, well, what'll I play? Well, now, let me see. There used to be an old song I simply loved. It was called uh, Beautiful Red Face. Or, uh, oh, Pretty Red Wing? Pretty Red Wing, that's it. <laughs> Imagine you knowing that. Can you sing it, dear? Well, it just happens that I can. You want to hear Pretty Red Wing, Harry? Uh, can you play something from Oklahoma? <laughs> no, no, he can't, Mr. Bonzel. At the time he learned the mandolin, Oklahoma had not been admitted to the Union. <laughs> I'll try Pretty Red Wing for you, Harry. Give me a downbeat. Yeah, a one and a two and a three. And uh, oh, the moon shines tonight on Pretty Red Wing. The breeze is sighing. The night shift, the night, the night... <laughs> Night birds. Oh, yes. <laughs> I got to brush up a little on it, that, Harry. But you get the idea. Oh, it was beautiful, Fibber. Yes. Simply beautiful. Say, uh, may I see you in a minute, Fibber? I'll be very careful. Oh, sure, here. Say, isn't this a nice thing, though? <laughs> Where does the music come out? Out of the top here. That's why mandolin music sounds so thin. You see, it has to sneak out of that little hole in the middle. Oh, <laughs> Right here, huh? And you, you sort of pluck the strings like this? That's it, Harry, that's it. Only have more confidence. Don't be afraid of it. No. All right. You mean play it like this? Yeah. Oh, what a beautiful kitchen. Oh, what a bright, shining floor. Johnson Glow Coat is what does it. Brings back that new look once more. Oh, wonderful. Oh, I tell you, Mammy... That Johnson's self-polishing clothes. <laughs> Mammy, that's the stuff to use. Dry those tears, Mammy, because Johnson's glow coat lifts that load. Rises as it shines, shines as it rises, and makes you healthy, happy, and wise, Mammy. Oh! <laughs> Get a container of that old Johnson's glow coat today, Mammy gal. Do it for your little sonny boy at your nearest dealer. And watch that old kitchen linoleum shine like a rainbow in the sky. Oh, what a beautiful kitchen. Oh, what a beautiful... Say, this is a nice instrument, Fibber. <laughs> How long does it take to learn this? Give me that mandolin. <laughs> and snatch things from people. Well, I'm like sorry. Not yeah. learned, it makes me sore. I find my old mandolin and everybody but me can play it. What have other people got that I haven't got? Well, starting alphabetically, dearie. <laughs> well, say, uh, I've got to be going. Thanks a lot for singing for me, Fibber. I enjoyed it tremendously. I wish I could play like that. So long, Molly. Goodbye, Mr. Von Zell. <laughs> He wish he could play like that. He plays it like Eddie Peabody right now. So does Alice Darling. So does Sig Wellington. And what do I do? I stand there like a dusty old creep and pick at it like it was lint off a blue serge suit. Oh, now, McGee, I think you played beautifully. Well, gee whiz. Those others, Alice and Mr. Wellington, they're superficially good, but you, you got something. Huh? You got something sweet into it. Oh, gee. An electric quality. Huh? Oh, I wonder how Beulah's getting along with that worn-out ironing cord. I hope she hasn't had any trouble. Better find out. Oh, Beulah. Hey, Beulah. Who's freaking for Beulah? <laughs> well, uh, we were just wondering how you were getting along with the old ironing cord, Beulah. <laughs> oh, I'll make it out okay, man. 
awful afraid. <laughs> afraid of what, Beulah? Afraid of what? He said, look at you. <laughs> We thought we had another card, Beulah, but it looks like we haven't. One you're using pretty bad, Beulah? Yes, it's Julia's. I'm afraid he's going to shirt socket in the middle of a shirt. I mean, I mean, shirt socket in a sock while I go... <laughs> it's going to blow up. Well, now, you go on with it for a little while, Beulah. I'll look for the other one myself. Yes, but if I get electrocuted to death, you've got to pay all the hospital bills. You see, I conduct electricity like everything on account of my magnetic personality. <laughs> Who told you that, Beulah? Waldemar. Waldemar, he the fell I go unsteady with. Unsteady? Yes, um, he won't go out with me unless I wear them French heels. And when I wear them, I rocks and rolls like a tugboat. Say, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, what's that thing you got there, sir? This is my old mandolin, Beulah. <laughs> Didn't you hear me playing it? Is that what that was? I thought it was... <laughs> what do you think it was, Beulah? Well, I thought it was... A... <laughs> Shut my mouth. I ain't work here long enough to insult somebody. I better get back to my honor. <laughs> The King's Men singing Put On Your Old Gray Bonnet. When my great-great-grandpa went a-spooning, he bought a diamond for a dollar, wore a celluloid collar, and he spent the evening crooning. Put on your old gray bonnet with some blue ribbons on it, and we'll hitch old Dobbin to the shade. Through the fields of clover we will ride to Dover on a golden wedding day. Now Grandpa on my father's side was tough. He never knew the meaning of a beer. He liked his cider hard, his living rum. For Grandpa was a rugged pioneer. Put on your old coonskin or shoot up a flow for dinner, and we'll get on west along the trail. If the posse tries to catch us, we'll have posse stew for breakfast, or we'll wind up back in jail. Mother was a lady of society, and father was a master of propriety. He sought to romance her, she gave him the answer with a kiss, like this. Put on your new silk topper, get the town car, and papa bring the news, photographers today. And tomorrow, if the rotos print some fascinating photos, we will set the wedding day. So now we come to me. The latest branch on the family tree. You know it's great game to be alive. Dig, dig this jive. Put on your bobby socks. Let's go jumping where the music rocks. Knocks your heart a bumpin' and you take your vitamin pills to keep you from swooning away. So let's shake, shake the shoulder, cause we're gonna hate it when we're older. Instruction book, will you? The single note which equals the value of three eighth notes is the dotted quarter. 
And, hey, Molly, you got a quarter? No, I haven't, baby. <laughs> Why? Uh, syncopation is an artificial accent or an interruption of the natural pulsation of music. Hmm. I'll try a little syncopation. Oh, the moon shines tonight. On pretty hot dog. Hey, Molly, did you hear me syncopate? Is that what that was? Yeah, syncopation. Boy, I'll bet with a little practice I can play this thing as fast as anybody put together. With my natural ear for music and the... Come in. Heavenly day, Dr. Gamble. Hello, Molly. Hello, Neanderthal. <laughs> Hi, Aerosmith. Kick your case of corn cures into a corner and compose your corpulent corpus on a convenient camp chair, kid. <laughs> Thanks, McGee. Your hospitality is equaled only by your personal beauty. And the prosecution rests. Had a lot of operations, Doctor. Uh, you look kind of tired. My dear, I've had more people in stitches today than Bob Hope. <laughs> but tell me, what's our one-string fiddler doing with the pot-bellied Stradivarius? This, my ignorant bone bender, is a mandolin. My old mandolin. Just found it again after all these years. I just love mandolin music, don't you, Doctor? Well, I used to, but my love soon ripened into disgust. Hmm? If you really get good with that syncopating cigar box, McGee, and want to run away and join the gypsies, I'll be glad to pierce your ears for earrings. <laughs> Doc, what you don't know about music, you could stand across the room and toss through the eye of a needle. Listen to this. Is that a beautiful tone, or isn't it? Frankly, Sonny, it's brutal. <laughs> well, he's a little out of practice, Doctor. Heavenly Daisy hasn't touched the mandolin for 15 or 20 years. Let's count it among our blessings. <laughs> oh, don't be so cynical, you narrow-minded old muscle meddler. Let me play something for you. What do you want him to play for you, Doctor? Nine holds of golf, and don't hurry back. <laughs> he's just a hard shell, Molly, just a hard shell. But I can break him into little quivering pieces with some simple old folk song. One of those heartwarming melodies that are so close to the soul and the spirit of our national entity. The natural rhythm of a new frontier, throbbing with the pulsing energy of a dynamic destiny. What's he talking about? Pretty Red Wing. <laughs> Play it for the Dr. McGee. Okay. Oh, the moon shines. Tonight, on pretty red wings, I get it. The breeze is sighing. The night light, the night club, the night. Night birds crying. Never mind the night birds. I'm crying myself. <laughs> McGee, I don't like to be hypocritical, but I've heard prettier music than that from a beer truck running over a manhole cover. <laughs> oh yeah. And when did you become a music critic? You big, fat epidemic chaser? Why, you uncultured little faker? I've got more music in the first phalanx of my left pinky than you have in your entire family tree. Don't call me a phalanx, you soggy, sap-headed serum salesman. Anytime I want any advice from you, I'll ask for it. If there wasn't a lady present, I'd give you some right now, you posturing little fool. Don't threaten me with that mandolin. I'll bust it over your thick skull so hard. McGee, McGee, behave yourself. You too, Dr. Gamble. You're acting like children. Sorry. <clears throat> Certainly is a beautiful instrument you got there, McGee. <laughs> Needs tightening up, though. It does? How do you know? I can see from here. You could rope a heifer with a slack in that E-string. <laughs> here. Here, McGee. You... Let me tighten it for you. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now let's see how it sounds. <laughs> Thank you. 
My word. My gosh. My hat. Good day. <laughs> Burns me up. That really burns now, me up. Now, don't feel so badly, dearie. Well. I bet every one of them studied a lot longer than you did. You just stay with us. You'll get it. Well, I'm glad there's one person around here who ain't trying to show me up for chump. Even if you could play this thing, you wouldn't do it. I certainly won't. What do you mean, you won't? I mean, no matter how my fingers itch for a mandolin again, I'll restrain myself. You mean, you you used to play one of these? Only in high school, McGee. And then only simple little pieces like this here. Let me take it a minute. Okay. Oh, this is ridiculous. With war production just about at its peak, it's up to every one of us to fight waste of all kinds and make the things we have last longer. There's plenty of opportunity to do this right in your own kitchen. First, with foods. Don't buy, cook, or serve more than is needed. Second, with your kitchen equipment. Keep it in good condition. Defrost your refrigerator regularly and protect its gleaming white finish with Johnson's liquid or cream wax. And third, your linoleum floor. Did you know that linoleum will last six to ten times longer if it is regularly protected with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat? You see, the film of glow coat acts as a protective shield. It takes all the wear and the surface underneath is safe. Glow coat also keeps your linoleum looking its very best, colors bright, sparkling with beauty. And, of course, you already know that Glow Coat takes practically no work at all because it's self-polishing. It needs no rubbing or buffing. You simply apply and let dry. Glow Coat does the rest. What'd you do with the mandolin, McGee? I put it back in the hall closet. I never want to see it again. Whereabouts in the closet? Way in the back, behind everything. That was wrong. Huh? Why? You should have put it right in front. And huh? When everything falls out, it, it would be buried. Now, when the junk falls out, the mandolin will be right on top. Oh, I think you're wrong. Try it. Okay. <laughs> oh, the moon shines tonight on pretty red wing. The breeze is sighing. The night, the light, night what, Molly? Night all. <laughs> Mr. Wellington heard on this program was played by Ransom Sherman. This is Harry Bonzel pinch-hitting for Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax for Home and Industry. Hope you'll be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.